feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. Welcome to the latest edition of the Conquer Local Podcast. My name is George Leith. We've been, over the past few months, bringing you the inside track on inside sales. I'm very bullish on adding inside sales to organizations and their revenue motions. It's basically telesales, but it's uh, with a lot more rigor. And one of the things that we did was we went into an actual organization that is an inside sales machine and started to ask the various leaders of those revenue motions about what made up their day and what are some of the things that they've been learning around this uh, very unique way to go to market. So we first started talking to the lead qualifications team. Sometimes they're called a sales development rep. Then we started talking to the closers, the business development reps. And eventually we will bring on the folks that make these businesses successful and give you a look at what customer success is all about. But what we wanted to do was bring in the VP of revenue, who is over top of a couple of these different revenue motions, the acquisition and the qualification of the leads. So marketing gets you the leads and then sales has to do some stuff with them to see if they're real or not. And then the group of people who actually make the presentations to those potential customers and close the business and bring them on as new clients. So Doug Campbell is going to join us in a moment as he heads up two of these revenue motions, and we'll find out what some of the most important pieces are in his mind to making these organizations successful when we return on the Conquer Local podcast. Hey, Conquerors, it's producer Colleen. That's right, I do exist. If you love the Conquer Local podcast, then you can't miss the Conquer Local conference. We are heading to Montreal June 8th through 10th at the stunning Fairmont Queen Elizabeth Hotel. It's only two days before the Canadian F1 Grand Prix. It's the must-attend conference for companies selling digital solutions to local businesses. We have a special discount for our listeners. Book by January 31st to save $100 off the already discounted early bird price using promo code PODCAST100. That's a total of $500 in savings. Plus, you'll automatically be entered to win our VIP Grand Prix package of two tickets and three nights at the Fairmont to take in the biggest sporting event in the country. Get your tickets and book your rooms today at ConquerLocal2020.com. Again, that's promo code PODCAST100. It's the latest edition of the Conquer Local podcast and Doug Campbell joining us in studio, VP of Revenue for Vendasta Technologies. You know, when we were putting together this concept of how we would tell the story on inside sales, there's probably nobody better aligned to do that than the guy who has been running the inside sales organization here in our very building. And, you know, Doug, I know that you um, are a student of the game. Um, and, but a student of sales because you've been involved in the sales business for quite a number of years. Tell us how you got your start selling. Wow. That's, uh, that was about 21, 22 years ago. So 
um, you know, fresh green person in university and just getting out and uh, applied in the newspaper, uh, from the newspaper of all sources, uh, into uh, sports marketing and got my start uh, with the Regina Pats uh, as an account executive and beat in the street and was able to sell uh, local sponsorship packages. And then that turned into a career where uh, I went from Regina to uh, Lethbridge, Alberta as the director of sales and marketing and PR. And uh, from there into digital sales, where I started four markets in Western Canada for a radio group. And um, from there into entertainment uh, marketing and then uh, um, back in digital. So, you know, with that wide ranging background, you have been uh, tasked with overseeing an entire sales organization. And, you know, the topic of these episodes have been to shed some light for those who may not be aware that inside sales is one of the fastest growing industries uh, in the space. It's being driven by software. Every software as a service company has some sort of an inside sales machine that they built or should, in my opinion. Um, and I wanted to get some learnings from you. We've heard from um, your team that set the appointments and do the do the uh, quality analysis of the leads that are being uh, handed to them by marketing and seeing if there's a fit. And then we've also talked to your team that is involved in the presentation and, and building out the plans um, and, and asking for the business and, clo- and closing that business. And now I wanted to take it up a level where you are tasked with that entire revenue motion and, and understand, you know, from you, how you think things are changing with this whole advent of, of inside sales or telesales where, where it really is on steroids in, in today's day and age. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just finished coming back from, from a conference to, um, in, uh, in Florida and, uh, it was the Alexander Group's, uh, annual executive, uh, conference. And, and you've got a bunch of different industries that are looking to integrate inside sales as part of their, their organization, a lot of legacy based industries. So it, it definitely is on, on fire. Um, in terms of, you know, taking it up a level and uh, the metrics that, 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 you know, I mean, that's really, it's driven on metrics um, and being able to understand what's going on on your sales floor via your, you know, your CRM um, and, or, you know, what's going on within the, the scope of your team. So when it comes to our teams, you're, you, you know, you may have listened to that episode uh, that had uh, Glenn and or Todd or Myron. And I, I do definitely, you know, think that those are must listen episodes. If you can go back, in the Conquer Local podcast um, and take it, have a listen to them. But in terms of, you know, operating an inside sales team, it's, uh, it's critical and it's, uh, it's definitely accelerating the whole scene. Well, when we, we look at building out a revenue uh, motion, as we call it, and, um, you know, you've got a couple of them inside your organization. You have this first motion, which is qualifying the leads. And that is your sales development rep or growth specialist or whatever they're being called today. Um, but really, the, the goal is to communicate with the lead at the very first moment that they raise their hand, whether it's filling out a form fill or, you know, whatever it might be. And then to start to qualify that lead and see, you know, what bucket you can put it into or, or where it needs to go next. Um, and then you have that other revenue motion, which is around acquiring the customer, 
um, and then being involved with them for a period of time as they start to come on board. And then they move to another group that is going to make them successful and grow them after that. So I really would like to get some of your insights on uh, on the lead qualification portion, where you know that that segmented sales piece is something that that you're a big believer in, and I know that that there's been some challenges in those teams. How how have you built that that first motion of the qualification over the past couple of years? What are some of the things you put together? Yeah. So when it comes to what we call the tip of the spear, uh, which is our sales development, or we've recently rebranded that to agency growth specialists, um, it's really about qualifying that that customer. And it's reaching out based on the, the intent that, uh, that the customer is converting on. So the multiple different conversion points uh, that are within our funnel. Um, and based on those conversion points, it starts a discussion. So with the customer and being able to find out whether or not, um, you know, there is a, indeed a need there qualifying, you know, based on what, uh, you know, what they, they may be coming to us for, what problem we're trying to solve. And, uh, and then from there, uh, understanding, you know, enough information about the business on whether or not it might be a fit to have that go into our funnel for our BDR, uh, which is that closing motion uh, on the sale itself. So here's the piece that I wanted to get to the bottom of by having having you here because you've been living this for the last few years. There are some sales leaders that will say, and I just had a gentleman say this to me last week, it's just one role. What you know, the person that's qualifying the lead should be able to because I might not get them on the phone again. Um, h- how have you found by separating this out? Have has it been more successful than just going straight with the person is able to get the lead moves right into the presentation? Yeah, there's certain situations um, maybe where you might want to have that go directly into the, the closing motion for sure. So there are certain stages of sale that a customer, hey, they do a lot more research than they used to. So, um, you know, 22 years ago, uh, you know, we as the salespeople, we had all the information. Now, uh, the customer sometimes has more information than the salesperson uh, on the research into the, you know, into the, the solution itself. Um, but we've definitely seen that uh, as uh, you know, a way to, you know, engage in that, that conversation a little bit more efficiently. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, numbers with, with our, our leads in particular is that our high points is that we're converting 50% of those leads, you know, and on average, it's probably about 35% of them that are making it through and are becoming more qualified in that sales cycle, which allows you to reduce that sales cycle. So it goes from something that maybe was going to be a bit longer into something where you have a, a median of, you know, 30 to 90 days or in an enterprise cycle, maybe that's reducing it, you know, and actually understanding the timelines that are involved in that, that enterprise cycle that may take it, you know, six months to a year or longer. Yeah. And I think that the one, one thing that's really interesting is, um, I I know that you have this uh, vernacular inside your sales organization of a unicorn and a unicorn is a lead that comes in and gets closed the same day. Um, but you've, you found that those unicorns sometimes are, uh, really caught up in the excitement and they don't really quite know what they're getting themselves into. And, and so you're actually slowing it down a little bit to make sure that when you do finally put the presentation in front of the, the qualified lead, that your close rate is actually quite high and, and you're able to be very efficient. So you're not burning cycles with, with closing reps on leads that, you know, aren't tall enough to ride the ride. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely an aspect of, of burn cycles uh, there as well that, that, that you do save. Um, it, it's, it's definitely helped us in terms of accelerating that, that, that piece of the process. 
What would you say is um, one of the biggest challenges that your uh, sales leaders face inside each of these uh, groups that you're managing? So, you know, number one, in terms of a, a scaling organization, um, it's definitely hiring. So, and, and it's that employee attainment marker and, and ensuring that you have a repeatable cycle um, for that, that hiring process. And that starts with having an, an ideal uh, candidate. Um, and an idea of an ideal candidate uh, that you can a either come back from metrics and say this is what was successful for us previously, or this is what we want as we move into the future in terms of that type of person. Uh, but it's also having that scalable process as well too, and that comes down to what happens after uh, you hire the person. So that's the onboarding, and making sure that they have the opportunity to meet their quota or to meet uh, the markers that you want or the metrics that you need as part of that funnel, uh, ninety days or. 60 days, whatever that marker is for your organization, uh, to make sure that they're fully ramped and uh, and that there's some consistency to that process so that you can measure it as you move forward and adjust it. How important are uh, our dashboards or whiteboards or whatever you're using to, to do those measurements? <laughs> Massive. So it, it is a little bit of metrics-based management. So it's a bit like Moneyball uh, per se. Um, I, I know you had... Uh, you know, definitely the guru of the space on here previously, which was Mark Robert. She's basically written the, you know, the Bible for for inside sales uh, in in the modern day. But it, it it is huge to have those metrics and being able to operate off them. But you do kind of uh, you have to pick some of the north stars that that reside within them. So what are the most important metrics to your organization um, that are within those? Because you can get caught up a little bit in having too much data and having a little bit of paralysis by analysis. Yeah, you know, well, I've been here living living it with you as we've uh, built the organization. There, There is way too much data, <laughs> and it, it's a matter of finding the pieces that matter. The other thing is, and, and you know, if you walk, watch Mark Roberge over the past few years and, and some of the presentations that he has done on stage, he, it's, it's not like this uh, was something that they nailed four years ago and they've been following the exact same process. There is a constant learning on an ongoing basis where they talk about, okay, here was the problem we were having and here's how we overcame it and put a process in place. And then, and then it changed. And, and it's this constant change and being really careful that you don't blow it up too quick. If you know, yeah, success might be just a week or two. How do you, how do you overcome that? Because it seems like there's a lot of numbers flying around. There's a lot of people that say they're experts and there's a lot of um, you know, you may have one bad month and then you're getting everybody yelling at you saying, we got to change some stuff, what the problem is. How are you overcoming that, that feeling that, you know, you're, you're, you're still in the middle of figuring it out, I guess is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I call that the Saster syndrome is because there, there's a, there's a weekly podcast, uh, Saster, if you don't know it, definitely tune into it. It's awesome. But what it does is it features a bunch of VPs, CEOs, founders, um, and everybody's got a most important metric and it's kind of the, the victory metric that, that they were discovered along the way during their process that was most important to them. So again, I, I come back to, you got to pick and choose some of those, those metric based battles in terms of what's most important at the time. Some of it is curiosity and someone's going to lead you to new processes or what you might need to fix. But at the end of the day, it's having those North stars and having the lagging metrics that you want and those leading metrics that are going to get you there. And you might change a lot of those leading metrics along the way, but the lagging ones shouldn't change a whole bunch. Yeah. I hope that you actually do change the, those lead metrics inside your sales organizations or even inside your own daily sales uh, duties. 
you know, you might be doing different things four months from now than you're doing today to find success. What, what we have found is that the lead metrics are really the thing that we're not focused on as human beings or as organizations. And, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the minute that you started to align your sales organization around lead metrics, something amazing happened. Oh yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. Is it, it we we had uh, you know a system that was called 40x, and then we actually moved to you know what Google has made famous in terms of OKRs. But what it really is is it's focusing on those lead metrics to move the lag metrics. And so, as we implemented those systems within our organization, um, we found that we were moving those lag metrics more consistently on the quarter, or you know throughout the course of a whole year, as we focused into those those leads. And what you're going to find out in a hurry is that if your lead metric is wrong, um, it's not going to move your lag metric as quickly as, as you might have thought. And so you might have the wrong lead metric that you're going to throw out. And that could be, you know, X, Y, Z. It could be amount of efforts that, that are being put into an account. It could be the type of effort that, that they're putting into an account uh, when it comes to an AGS uh, in our organization or, or BDR in that model as well, too. Well, so the, here's, here's the interesting thing. What I think I heard you say was, you may be focused on the wrong lead metric to get the result that you're looking for. So there's all these things that you could be measuring, which one at that period of time is going to move the lag metric the most. And, and it is something that we constantly need to be testing to see. Now, when it comes to testing, who would you recommend inside a sales organization you should use for your tester? Should you use your best rep? No, I, no. Um, you, you know, I mean, your best reps um, are definitely going to lead you to good places. Is that they, they generally are, are people that you're you're studying um, to see what makes them tick, what's making them successful. But you're also studying, um, you know, in terms of reps that are having issues um, or that maybe aren't moving the metrics as quickly, and how you might be able to make them better. What we've done recently, um, and more recently, you're seeing this more and more in every organization, is a learning management system of some sort, and some some way in which you can scale out your, your training, you know, whether that's product training, whether or not that's your sales skill training, um, or what have you. Um, that is how we're able to repeat that, you know, and most organizations are able to repeat that uh, more consistently and on a faster, you know, in, in a faster way. I mean, even with us ourselves, we've seen, um, you know, a dramatic improvement where we have new hires that are almost certified by the time that they they join our organization because they've already went through, you know, the first phase of training and are now moving on to where we can actually actively coach them versus uh, getting them up to speed uh, via the fire hose of information that is uh, coming into a new company. So what I think you're saying is that you're using that learning management system to even see if it's the right candidate before you even hire them. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, it, it's been able to tell us, you know, A, is the person engaged? Um, and, and B, where's their level of learning at? And, and where can we coach the, where can we coach this individual? And we've even moved um, to what we call monthly uh, coaching plans. And uh, we focus in on one metric because, you know, you throw five or six things at a rep or at anybody, it doesn't have to be a rep, anybody in particular, you can't take that. You can't, you're not going to move five different things within the course of a month, but you can probably get better at one thing, and it's kind of a golf analogy, is that if you got a swing, 
and your golf coach says, hey, you know what? Um, I want you to fix this. You know, put weight in your back foot, take a backswing. I want you to swing a little bit harder, and I need you to twist your hips a little bit more. Now I'll go take a swing, and, and you mess it up. But if he just says, you know what? Take 100 shots, but just put a little bit more weight in your back foot. And then once you get that, then let's start looking at how you can increase your swing, swing speed. Then after you get that, then let's look at how you twist that hip a little bit further. So some great analogies there from the golf course. With Mr. Doug Campbell, the VP of Revenue for Vendasta Technologies. Doug, thanks for joining us this week on the Conquer Local Podcast. Thanks for having me. Some great insights from someone who is doing this every day. And uh, let's look back at what Doug was bringing us as far as key takeaways. That learning management system, the ability to give your teams the chance to learn on their own. I do have to tell you, this is something that I've saw working with sales organizations over the last seven years or so. If you ask a question to a group of salespeople in a training session about what they didn't understand or if they needed further clarification, they're not going to do that. They're not going to ask in front of their peers something that may make them look stupid. So having some sort of a video system where they could go watch videos and then answer a set of questions and you can measure their engagement and see if they've actually learned anything is really a game changer. And the ability to do this during the interview process to find out if the person you're hiring is even worth bringing on to your organization will help you in making that uh, wrong hire that we've all made uh, would regret we have in our uh, regret pile. The second piece is this lead and lag measure portion. When you really dig into it, it is uh, it just makes common sense. But I think that when you're actually crafting what the measurement should be, it's hard because we have so much data. If we are employing a, a CRM and we're listening to calls and we're tracking all this information, we could get caught up in a thousand different data points. What we really need to determine is what the crucial lead measure is that impacts that lag measure. So the best analogy is you're trying to lose weight. You uh, don't look at any lead measures like how many calories you're putting in your body and how much time you're working out. You just basically look at the lag measure, which is the scale, and you say, oh, great or oh, shit, because uh, you either hit the number or you didn't hit the number. By getting people to focus on the lead measure, it actually is very freeing for them as well, because it can be very frustrating if you are responsible for a lag measure that you don't control. But if what I control in my revenue motion and to uh, Doug's example is I have to be making 60 calls a day and booking 20 presentations and I got to make sure that you know 80% of those appear. Those are the three things that I need to be worried about. How many calls am I making? How many presentations am I booking? And then how many are completed? That's quite freeing for me as a sales development rep that is there to qualify the leads and get qualified prospects on a call with somebody that's now going to take them through a presentation and close them. That's how I'm contributing to that lag measure of whether we inside that organization hits their number or not. So really want you when you're looking at your sales organization or even yourself on a day-to-day basis figure out what the lead measure is, figure out how it impacts the lag measure, which is probably where you're being compensated is on that, that lag number. It's not as easy as it sounds to do it. It is a bit of an art, but once you get it figured out, you will find that it is a game changer. 
Well, thanks for joining us on the Conquer Local podcast this week. We've had a lot of great feedback on inside sales. As promised, we're now going to go inside to where we make those signed customers successful on a future episode, which is coming up. Thanks for joining us here in 2019 for the Conquer Local podcast. We're looking forward to seeing you next year in 2020 and future episodes. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Danny Mario. Audio engineering, sound lounge by T-Bone. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Produced by Colleen McGrath.